0: Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane.
1: And my name is Pete.
0: And we are back again.
1: Back again for another week. Mm -hmm. Another Ordinary Day. Yes. Hey, hey. We ever explained how we got our name for the podcast? I don't know. We're coming up to our one-year anniversary. We're only like a couple episodes away. It's episode 48, actually. Um, Actually, I think we have hit the one-year anniversary. It was in March of last year we started. March 1st, so we're there, but I guess, I don't know, maybe we'll do something special on the 50th.
0: Yes, we're working on it.
1: Maybe. Perhaps a guess I don't want to give any (laughs) uh, promises, because, you know, sometimes those things fall through. But, yeah, did we ever talk about how we got the name? I don't know. Do you remember why we have the name?
0: Somewhat. (laughs) I think we picked it because we wanted something Mm -hmm. um, just to tell about how it's just two people hanging out, talking about the everyday.
1: Yeah, that's basically it. That was how it sort of started. We weren't really sure what the topic would be. We couldn't settle on one, which is like a really bad thing to do if you're going to make a podcast. Is you, What you should do is focus on one kind of subject matter, because then, then you can build an audience. So for example, I might listen to playstation podcast because i know they're going to talk about playstation what we talk about varies every week like it could be we'll speak about the lego movie we'll speak about going to niagara falls Um, we
0: sometimes speak about playstation we sometimes speak about sports or science
1: biochemistry and molecular (laughs) biology Uh yeah exactly so it's all over the place but uh i don't know maybe the thing that kind of binds it all together is the idea of the uh, a married couple living in Toronto and the diverse personalities.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. We thought we would have more fights.
1: Uh, or, I never thought we were going to fight. Not fights. Certainly not but, fight, but g- gain very different perspectives on yes. things. And I think we still do that. Okay. I try to challenge you sometimes. Okay. I try to be devil's advocate.
0: Because a lot of the time we have the same opinion. <laughs>
1: That's true. <laughs> That's where we could use another person for sure. I mean, sorry, we're too compatible. Yeah. (laughs) Deal with it. Um, Oh, yeah. And the second thing is uh, you're a big fan of Great Big C.
0: That's the other factor. And they have a song called Ordinary Day.
1: Ordinary Day. Way, hey, hey. And so, boom. Podcast magic. I was really surprised this was even available as a name um, on the podcast world, Mm -hmm. in the ether world. Mm -hmm. I only checked Apple. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's somewhere in google anyway welcome to another episode where we're going to go we don't really know because uh, we kind of just wing this that's that's our thing yes um the fun new thing is we often pick a couple topics things in the news and neither of us know what either of us are going to pick we haven't hit a duplicate yet it's true uh, i think
0: sometimes you pick something Else, or have a third option, thinking that we might have a duplicate, but I don't think it's been necessary.
1: And this is where having different interests can kind of be advantageous again, because Mm -hmm. what I might find interesting, you might not have hit that article, and then it's some way to sort of bring that to the show.
0: It's true. Would you like to recap your week before we get into our news stories?
1: That's what we usually do. Why don't you go first?
0: Oh, well then. Uh, Typical week for me, I'm getting ready in the lab to do some dissections. We're finished our eight-week study protocol. Uh, So it's just getting organized and uh, playing my sports. This week I had two games at 10 p.m. and it was daylight savings. I am running low on sleep.
1: you haven't really been hit by day oh, i guess you did this morning did you do hockey yes okay so that was really early
0: at eight slash seven <laughs> yeah
1: and you were up late with me last night you stayed up till like twelve thirty
0: slash 130
1: one, 130 well because the clock oh because the, clock's oh, the clock forward yeah wow you should i'm surprised you're awake right now so am i <laughs> <laughs> you're wired on life i guess that's cool uh, it's new with me. Uh steady old doing work. We'll probably talk about that later. It will work into mm-hmm. my um into my uh article I brought along for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that later. Um we've been watching a lot of TV together. We're back into How I Met Your Mother, a show that we used to really enjoy until the final season, or specifically the final episode, sort of ruined it all for us.
0: Yes, I find now that I'm watching it with that in mind of how it ends, that perhaps I'm picking up on some more cues or clues to how it will end and kind of maybe understanding where they were going with it, I guess. Yeah, it was was the
1: creator's vision. Uh It's just that it went on for nine seasons instead of four. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, that has been fun. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of good, funny bits. A lot of it. It's been nostalgic. It's been, I believe I said before, like comfort food um, during our stressful uh, weeks and days. It's nice to come home to some laughs.
0: I have Uh, a good story to share. Sure. Uh, Unrelated to how I met your mother, but school story. Uh, so we did an uh, exam review, I guess, midterm review. And I was helping my prof because students come in and they want to see their midterm or their assignment. So I help him flip through the piles just to find uh, the people's names. And we had one uh, gentleman, uh, we'll call him Marsha, mm. um, came in and he had a problem with his assignment. Yeah. First of all, it was formatted poorly because... The idea was to provide a one-page document, and And this guy had a staple.
1: And I assumed two pages.
0: Yes. Stapled, two pages. Yeah, Uh, Because he said, the reference didn't fit on the page. (laughs) To which I replied, well, in the instructions, it said, please write 20 to 30 lines and include a reference at the bottom of the page. (laughs) Yeah. So he kind of went over a few things with me, and I said, listen, you're not going to get any marks back for this. It's incorrect. But I'm not the professor. That's the professor. So feel free to chat with him Mm -hmm. when you're done without having read anything about the content of the assignment because that was obviously important as well. Uh, So he goes to sit down with the prof and they talk about the formatting. And my prof says, well, let me read your assignment too. And he starts reading it. He says, well, that's wrong. You've just got false information all throughout this assignment. I don't know what you were looking at. And he said, but I took all the numbers off of the computer program you told us to use. Uh, and my prof said, yes, but oranges aren't 90% protein. 90. 90. Nine, Nine zero. zero. That's essentially like a protein bomb almost. <laughs> like a little circle of protein. That's more dense than protein powder. Um, so yeah. that was incorrect. So my prof said, you know, I could be lenient with you on the format, which I shouldn't be because it's wrong. Yeah. However, I'd then have to take marks off for correctness of the information you're providing. So this isn't going to go in your favor. And it was like a switch went off in Marsha. And suddenly Marsha became very aggressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, started to say, uh, You've, uh, you're humiliating me in front of the other people here. And I don't appreciate your tone. I'm going to report you to the department. Yeah. Um.
1: This is actually going to go really good into my first story. Oh, segue.
0: good, uh, yes. And then uh, Marcia stormed off, saying,
1: "This is bull. <laughs> 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 awesome. Um, yeah. Anything else? What, what was there? Didn't he also say something about the margins because he was using a Mac and Macs just make them different? Or
0: he said in his Mac computer he put in two centimeter margins, uh-huh. and when you got the printed piece of paper out, and we measured it with a ruler the margins were greater than two centimeters, like 2.5. And, but, so maybe, you know, you could be a little lenient there, but his, all the margins had to be two centimeters and the top margin was definitely three. So that was incorrect for sure. I love that excuse um, though,
1: like, because I was using the Mac, it didn't work.
0: Well, my prof brought out a ruler to show him that the margins weren't two centimeters and Marsha went all well, I don't carry a ruler around with me. you expect me to carry a ruler around with me all the time?
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) Yeah. To which we replied, well, no, just check it. That's part of the assignment, though. One time, yeah. I don't know. And Uh. I took format marks off for a lot of people because their margins were incorrect. And, uh, you know, that's the way it goes.
1: So this is an ongoing problem, and uh, I apologize to all millennials I believe is the term as we go into this conversation because we're going to go into this now. Okay. Um, But what is with this idea that it's never your fault that anything goes wrong? Like you just gave a couple examples there. One thing Mm -hmm. was it's not my fault that the margins were incorrect because it was the computer. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my fault that it didn't fit on two pages because of your reference didn't make it into the sizing of the paper. And it's like, there is no... So what are they being graded on if they're not responsible for anything, right? Exactly. Um, so let's launch into this first article. This is from CBC. Okay. And it's called the Millennial Side Hustle.
0: Oh, And it's okay. speaking
1: specifically about how the unemployment rate is largest now with uh, people in the, what was it, 18 to 24 range? Probably later than that. i got to check this fact. Let's get this right.
0: We have our first duplicate news story, people. Oh,
1: there we go. (laughs) 12% of Canadians between the ages of 15 and 24 are unemployed. Mm -hmm. And more than a quarter are underemployed, meaning that they have degrees but end up in jobs that don't require them. Yes. So um, this is an interesting article because it goes on to talk about uh, some things that I don't think are really related to the problem.
0: Okay. Elaborate.
1: Because, yeah, there's population and, yeah, there are other people who are already working, who are taking the jobs that I guess that the millennials can't get. But there's like a bigger problem here and there's a bigger, larger issue. Um, I'm seeing it right now in my job. Like there's been tons of layoffs recently Mm -hmm. and it's both my employer and all of our clients, like across the board. I'm seeing that all the time. And uh, just in general, there is a real change in the workforce where you don't have like company men, people who've worked there for 25 years until Mm -hmm. retirement. Mm -hmm. It's becoming the norm to work somewhere for a little while, then you're back on the market to go somewhere else. Yes. Um, I've had extensive conversations with my mom about this, who's not been at one place for like more than five years. Um. And that's actually usually the case with me. And it it is difficult. And so we're finding this now, according to his article, uh, it's uh, becoming a harsh reality for these uh, recent graduates because they're not able to find any work. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, I understand it's competitive. And, uh, you know, everyone's trying to find these jobs now because these millennials are now competing with people who have a ton of experience who can't hold the same job for more than five years. So that's got to be a lot harder. But that's I wonder true. if this attitude that you just brought up is not exactly helping their cause. Hmm. Not discussed in the article, but I thought that was something to bring up for a conversation.
0: Definitely. And I noticed, I did notice at one point, the person that they're interviewing um, did mention something about... Um, With millennials, the idea is that we are lazy and that we don't work hard and stuff is given to us. The idea of the participation award. We didn't want the participation award. We didn't want to be told we are not good enough, but here's an award anyways. We want to compete. We want to succeed. So he's trying to challenge the idea that, oh, the millennial just wants everything to be given to them. I think you're speaking to Mm -hmm. a different angle where we just expect that it will... Just Well, maybe it's the same thing. We expect it to just happen and just be so because that's the way it is. And I'm entitled to my, right. my marks because I handed in a paper.
1: Yeah. There even was, though it was two pages stapled <laughs> and didn't have proper margins or even proper facts. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing right about that.
0: Yes. There was another student who argued about his formatting Okay, uh, because he did not write a full page. Uh, so... And he said he didn't write a full page. The content was awful, but he kept saying, "But I wrote 350 words. That's what we were supposed to do: write 350 words." And my prof said, "Yes, 350 relevant words, not 350 <laughs> words of nonsense. <laughs> not giving you any grades just because you managed to follow that piece of the instruction so sheet." So there was
1: a paragraph that was just like bowl, 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 bowl. Well, I think bowl.
0: They tried to write something relevant, but it wasn't. Occasionally, they're supposed to talk about a nutrient, like a carbohydrate, and talk about what it does. But some of them go on these long rants and tangents that end up over in left field without talking about the importance of a carbohydrate. So I think that's what's getting them. But I wrote 350 words.
1: Bull. Yeah. uh, I know, it's hard it's hard and I always catch myself and catch others when when you make these grandiose statements. We can't speak for all, uh, all millennials, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a general attitude that I have noticed um, just with younger, new uh, employees uh, that that there is. There, there's a different way of doing things. What I liked what you brought up, though, is he knows there's this attitude or there's a sense perception. of perception yeah. of that. And even better, it's like, we're not the ones who decided to make the participation award. And that is interesting because that would have been all of the parents of the millennials. Mm-hmm. I guess people my age are what really screwed it up. If you do the math quickly, are a little, bit, or, older a little, than little you. bit older than me. Yeah. And it's like they are the ones who, I guess, had it so hard that they've decided to go too far in the other direction.
0: And now their kids still have it hard, which was probably the opposite result of what they wanted.
1: Well, my issue with this, and, and I actually had a good conversation with, uh, well, the ex-creative director at my job, who used to hire everyone for our graphic design studio. It's like, when, when does the participation award like go away in life? Like It becomes a difficult thing because if, you, if you're born and then you're coddled by your family, then you go to school and you're coddled by the school, in primary school. Um, he was telling me he's got kids who are like disasters or stepkids, um, and they can't be failed. Mm-hmm. And they don't they just don't do anything, so they can't be failed. They're about to enter high school, where I guess they can be graded. But still there's a bit of a if the parents make a big enough of a fuss, they'll still pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe he was telling me that you can only fail high school if your parent if the parent says they can be failed,
0: oh now, wow.
1: now, or something like that,, okay. maybe that was public sc- the earlier school, but whatever, I apologize if my facts aren't entirely factual fast forward though this is the important one. This is the part that you keep telling me stories about is we're dealing with post secondary education now mm-hmm. where we have these students coming in and they're complaining to the professors that they deserve to pass or get they are hoping for an A mm-hmm. It's like I was thinking I' at least get an A plus on this, and it's like. Yeah, but you didn't meet any of the criteria. Yes. Why do you think you should get it? Followed by, well, now I'm going to pull a childish hissy fit. Yes. In front of the professor. And it's mm-hmm. like, that is terrible. Then we get to this article that we were just reading. And it's like, so if you've gone that far, you graduate the school. Uh huh. Now you're in the job market. Yes. When you go to the, your job and you don't get it, it's like, well, I guess... I guess they hated me, I guess it's unfair. <laughs> I guess they did I guess it's the it's the uh, the economy it's the job world mm-hmm. that's where it's like when when is it become someone's responsibility to tell you you are not good enough, and when do they have the opportunity to learn how to get better if it, if they're already graduated at school and they're looking for a job and that's like their first challenge, their first time they 've lost that is. Mm-hmm. That is a they have a lot of life to make up for. Yes. To catch up on to get better at it. And uh we've had a lot of scenarios where we were hiring new newer people and they're just are so disinterested in listening to what you have to say. And that's really hard. Really hard to deal with.
0: Uh what I thought was interesting was um in the article one of the it was either a hiring manager or someone who worked for the Ontario Association of Engineers because this person who did not have a job has an engineering degree. And she said that uh, experience counts a lot, and co-op programs would have been something very useful for this individual to have gained experience. So I'd be curious to see if a school like Waterloo, which I went to and Co-op is mandatory if you're an yeah. engineer at Waterloo. Mm-hmm. If those students are having an easier time compared to students who would not have all of the co-op opportunities yeah. that that school provides. And if that is something that's not being taken into, full account here for our millennials. I get that the overall number is quite quite large, but mm-hmm. co-op programs are still... I mean, I start to see more in other schools. Yeah, um, But... Certainly not to the extent that it was at Waterloo.
1: Yeah, I did a co-op as well um, in one of my last years at UFT, and it was one of the best things I'd ever done to really prepare me for the idea of the work world. And I remember even already then I was like, "Hey, when I graduate, can I get a job here?" And they had like, I don't know, they had like eight people working there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what we can do, and then there's your first piece of reality check right yeah it's like yeah how many kids have gone through this program and been like hey can i work here after i graduate Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot you have to be truly exceptional for them to go wow and and i'm kind of glad i didn't get it either because then what would my life be if i was working in some kind of reception-y uh scenario for like it was like a library for video art Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah it was cool to do and it was a great co-op and it exposed me to a lot of uh great art and great, I don't know, culture and things like that. But I mean, it kind of really gave me a good a good uh, reality check too. Yes. Co- co-ops are great.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I gained a lot of experience from my co-ops that eventually got me my scholarships to do continued graduate work because I had a couple of co-ops working in the lab. So with my co-ops and kind of courses, I was able to have a year and a half in the lab, which is a lot more than other students can get. Some of them just have maybe one year in the lab. And actually at York, you're only allowed to take two research courses with one professor, and then you have to move on to another professor. Hmm. So that's 8 months. And I think I had a full year, year and a half, and you can really get a lot done with that. So
1: so now I need to ask the question that I always ask mm-hmm. um, when we get into these interesting back and forths. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: I guess t- two-part. What what can be done to solve this problem? And more specifically, what are we going to do? Let's say we have a child. Mm. And w- we have now, I guess, a millennial, because they haven't changed the term since, whatever, 1980, mm-hmm. Uh so what would we do when do when do you start challenging your child or how do you do it? Cuz I always think I'm going to be I don't want to say like quote unquote hard on them, but I mean I'm going to try to be pretty firm uh about discipline and and you know a little bit more reality driven like yeah you you lost you made a mistake you just have to learn from it right? Mhm. Do you have any ideas on that front?
0: Um I'm just trying to think to my upbringing. Um, I do remember a lot of the time when I'd have an assignment due, my parents would proofread it. And instead of saying, oh, yeah, it's great, they'd actually try and fix it with me. Mm -hmm. And like 50% of the time, I'm pretty sure I ended up in tears because my parents were telling me it wasn't good. Really? And I'd fix stuff. Um, But looking back, now when I get feedback from someone, like my professor or from a journal editor, and sometimes they can be mean, I kind of just brush it off as, you know what? we'll try again. I'll fix this. Let's get it done. Let's make it better. So yeah. I, I definitely will kind of instill that in them. It's certainly going to be difficult because.
1: Especially if they of go of into these... tears, like I was surprised yeah. for you to say that reaction that you actually were in tears.
0: <laughs> and then my parents gave me the old like, well, this is better for you. You're going to learn. It's important.
1: Wow. And you're still sad.
0: I was still sad. It's huh. it's just um, that reaction, I guess. That I guess I had. no one
1: wants to lose. Really, no one wants yeah. to be told they're doing things terrible, especially if they're trying really hard, right? Yeah.
0: So I guess that was a lesson that I learned. And sitting here now, I love my parents. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I think you really have to work hard because some of these. Things these participation awards, they're almost ingrained in society. So you'll sign your kid up for soccer and they'll get a participation trophy every single season that they play. So you're fighting this all the time.
1: Yeah, that's what I think will be the challenge. Mm -hmm. Like, how do we do that? We have to do that in our own home.
0: Yeah, so I don't know, just, you know, having trying to teach reflection in the child. What, What? you know, we can always get better, do better. How How are we going to do that? Not just, you're the greatest kid in the world. I mean, there will yeah. be some of that, obviously, because you can't help it. But you did really well at this.
1: Yeah. I think it's more special when, when uh, you're not constantly throwing those compliments. Uh, I actually just recently... I've been working with uh, the junior designer at my location. We'll call her Marsha. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been there for a while. And I believe in some previous episodes, I mentioned that she's made a lot of errors. Um, we're at about the four-month period now. And at the end of, like, Friday, I was like, you did really good work this this week. Oh, nice. Because, like, we got through everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot less errors. hmm and it's been like for the last four months. It's like I'm telling her, you got to do this right. You did this wrong. You got to do that. Even on a on a Wednesday, is like something really important came in, and I was like, I don't care if this takes you like three hours to do. It's a very simple job. You got to print it out. You got to look at it. You cannot make a single mistake. Mm-hmm. These are like it's a job about pricing. You right. cannot print something with pricing on it and send it out because. Then you got customers saying, I saw it for this price. Mm -hmm. Then you get into legal battles, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be a part of that. So (laughs) you got to do it right. And I was like, I don't want you to make any mistakes. And I think I said something like, don't screw this up, or don't screw it up this time or something, which sounded rude. But Mm -hmm. at the end of Friday, did a good job on that. Uh, Took care of a lot of other things. It was like, you've done really well this week. And I could see this little light in the back of her eyes. It's like, oh. He finally said, I did a good job. (laughs) I finally did it. And it was like, oh, yeah. It's like, why don't you go home early? It's
0: 4.30. Yeah. Like, praise is important. I feel the same way throughout my PhD, where I feel like I was this small child that needed someone to just tell me I was doing okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you don't want someone to be going through their PhD with someone telling them, "Yeah, you're great," and then totally tank it yeah. important, you know, conference presentations or something when someone's asking you a question. So,
1: yeah, and that's the thing. Going back to the millennials, if you've been praised so long, the first time you get uh, rejected, it's got to be such a huge, like side swipe to the face. Like I did not expect that. Like what? Did, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. And if you're so used to making excuses. You're never going to learn, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, obviously, they don't like me. Like, yeah, my teacher hates me. <laughs> I always love that one. It's like, yeah, everyone else is out to get you. <laughs> I got some news for people <laughs> you're just not that important. You're really not that important. <laughs>
0: and thinking about all this and as i enter you know the job hunt and workforce yeah i don't think i feel i don't think my opinion would change as someone who's actively looking for a job versus mm-hmm. us just speaking about it i don't i don't think my opinion would change i think i know Um, I'm trying to get experience. I know how important experience is. I've been learning about how you go about looking for a job uh, and how important networking is and that kind of thing. And I don't know if those skills and thoughts are being instilled in these folks of younger generation as well because they're almost equally as important as what your degree is in um, as well as uh, soft skills. You know, your organization, your time management, your ability to work with a team. All of these are super important and need to be reiterated, not just, I have a degree in engineering. Bam, give me a job, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is what happened in this article. He was an engineer from Guelph, actually. <laughs> um, so, going back to the, if we had our kid, what would we do differently? Sports. Uh huh. That's a good thing, right? Generally, yes. there's usually points. I mean, I guess in some Oh, you have to win are, or
0: lose a game? Yeah,
1: I think that's a good way. Also to learn just team building and stuff like that. Those are good ways to start working with other people.
0: Well, I mentioned this before that I think something like karate would be kind of oh, yeah. interesting to put a child into because uh, there is an element of discipline to it.
1: A huge element. And
0: you do graduate on levels based on your merit and mm-hmm. if you deserve to move up levels. Something like throwing them in soccer, they still get the participation trophy. Yes, they could win or lose games mm. as they go, which is an important lesson as well. But they're still gonna get a ribbon at the end of the whole.
1: Oh really? Season. Doesn't that eventually change yeah. though? Like I was school? getting
0: participation trophies up until I quit soccer, which was about in high school.
1: Oh man, okay so, so never mind that. Yeah.
0: I mean if you play a high school sport, I don't think there's participation trophies. You just mm. get medals if you win.
1: Um can you imagine bet, your story yeah. that you told earlier with Marsha and the professor? Uh-huh. As Marsha and the Sensei of the karate school mm-hmm. him saying, No, I should get my black belt because I just did the test. Yes. And I just sensei showed up. just karate chops him right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> End of discussion.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's the actual behavior <laughs> of sensei.
1: Oh, and then they bow. It's all good. It's all good.
0: Uh, yes. So, yeah, sports or activities. Um, our niece participates in ballet, which is also a heavily disciplined oh my goodness. endeavor. Maybe too as much. As well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has very strict instructors, and you have to perform these dance moves and steps like yeah. to precise
1: yeah. ways. And you usually have someone from uh, Eastern Europe yelling at you the whole mm-hmm.
0: time. Yes.
1: And maybe that's why it works so well. Maybe we don't know how to discipline kids anymore. We have to get people from other countries to do it for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so um, sports, I think just general, you know, reflection, try and do better without making them feel like they need to be perfectionists.
1: Yeah, that's important too. right. Yeah, you can't go too far the other way.
0: Mm-hmm. And you want to, well, you want them to have, you know, creative freedom. Like if they draw you a picture of a cow and it <laughs> looks like a block, you can't just say... I'm uh, ashamed
1: of you, son. Yes. <laughs> when I was your age, I could draw a perfect cow, mm-hmm. which is probably true. But you know what? They're <laughs> going to be different. Yes. They're always going to be different. So I
0: think there's elements where you can allow the creative freedom and the enthusiasm just for the finished product to... Kind of come through, but also teach them to do their best.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to play basketball with my son or daughter when they're like three foot tall and just steal the ball and dunk it on them and say, come on, try harder. Just like
0: hand block them. Yeah. Just come on.
1: <laughs> What's the matter with you?
0: Yeah. But you can
1: scores fifty nothing.
0: (laughs) But you can teach them new skills. Yeah. And if they're not throwing a three point properly, you can teach them how to do it properly. Yeah. That's important lessons to to learn. Mm -hmm. Because you'll just be way better at it later on when you are a bit taller. And can take dad down.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, this is good. This has been a good subject.
0: Yes, it has.
1: Um, do we want to move on to another story? Do you have more to say about the whole millennial crises and the work situation?
0: Um, I think that's, that's about it. I am, it's triggering an article that I did read, not even an article, a headline, and I don't remember the source. Mm. I believe things work a little bit differently in Germany, where, uh, post-secondary education, both kind of the trades and college level education is equally viewed as viewed as equally as a university degree. Right. And the youth unemployment rate there is much lower than in other countries. Right. So I don't know whether that is worth investigating because I do get a sense that here we really push this university education. Yes. without that leading to employment afterwards. And I see it in some of the students as well that have communicated with my prof saying, um, one student couldn't afford the textbook, which is only $50 because yeah. he writes it and prints it himself, and doesn't come to class. But this person it doesn't come to class because she has to work here. Right. She has to work, right. but she's paying tuition. Right. And to me, that seems like such a Strange concept yes. that you would go into so much debt, yeah. not actually attend the classes for four years. It's a four year degree and it's a kinesiology degree. I love kin, but there are very few jobs that you can get kind of right out the gates with that kind of degree, unless you have a lot of experience as a, a therapist or working in like an exercise rehab setting. Yes. It can be quite difficult. Um, so to me, my immediate thought is why didn't this person go to college, pick up a college degree certificate, something very specialized where they would know they'd have a job afterwards and it's two years, not four. Yeah. Why was this not encouraged? Why wasn't this even a thought? Because it doesn't seem like this person is getting everything out of this university degree that they could.
1: Yeah. Well, tell me this. This is something I've always wondered and I would love to hear your side of the story. Because this is another example of one of those things that seemed like it made a lot of sense to me when I was young. And then I just assumed I would learn it would be different when I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. That's a common theme. Uh, But I've always found that grades actually don't really matter. Um, Specifically when you're getting into the job market. Because never in my interview or on my resume does it say what my GPA was. But this is for the field of, like, design or uh, whatever, art and things that I'm into. Um, It's never like, oh, my GPA is this. What would be good is having an award. Like, let's say you won the award, like a valedictorian. Or if there's an award for the best performers, um, then sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I ended up with an honors bachelor. So I got that.
0: I feel like a lot of people
1: got that. It's not like the difference between the top person who got the honors, bachelors of arts and me is probably a good 10%, Mm -hmm. but that's not what helps you when you actually go to the interview or get the job. There's a lot of factors there. And a lot of it is even just like how you are able to talk about yourself and uh, that confidence or something is something you learn, I think through. Failures and, you know, learning something. Do you agree with that?
0: Uh, yes. Their grades are important for if you want to apply to a further program. Like if you're in kinesiology and you would like to be a physiotherapist, Okay. that's where I feel grades are important. Okay. Uh, but as you say, an honors kin degree is an honors kin degree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, as long as you're kind of in a, you know, 75 and above, you all look the same. I yeah. think it's those that have, you know, kind of a 65 and are just barely scraping by, those are the ones that will probably have more difficulty, yeah, but, but they don't have to show it or state it
1: or put it anywhere. But I think they're going to have that kind of difficulty too because, I mean, while they were getting their 65 or lower or whatever struggling their, the issue is not really their grades as much as their actual personality. Like they have a problem doing work or getting something done. And I think that carries, like it's part of their personality and it, it carries to that job interview. It carries to uh, when they're actually at their job, trying to work their job, they're lazy, There's something like the people that you've worked with that have, are always trying to look for shortcuts that come in late, mm-hmm. want to go to lunch and then leave early, like, that's just what they are and it'll get reflected in their grades. But I think it, it goes beyond just grades. Like that's what they are. And I think, I don't know, I've always felt in interviews because I've always done well that people can sniff that out and it's not about your grades. It's about like who you are.
0: So you're saying more personality yeah, matched grades. Yeah. Yes, it, I can see that. Interesting.
1: <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this point. Yeah. The point, I guess, was uh, if we're raising a, a kid, you want to have them work for things, learn to lose, and learn from their losses. And I think that, you know, regardless of how well they do, whether they get a gold trophy or a participation trophy, as long as they're learning, you're, you're going to do well. Um, I do know, like, in university, I was struggling with a lot of courses, and it's And I was never satisfied with just, like, memorizing something. I I needed to learn it and understand it. Mm -hmm. And even if that meant I'd get a 60 on the exam instead of a 80, because I could memorize, like, a few equations or whatever, just using math as an example, I wanted to actually understand it so I could use that in future application.
0: That is important. Yeah. That is what I'm learning how to teach. Mm
1: -hmm. Learning
0: how to make people learn better. Mm. Mm
1: -hmm. Wow, this has been good. Yes. All right, I'm going to move on to another article.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Because maybe we can both talk about this one, too. Excellent. I've been told, from CBC as well, that a major winter storm is on the way for southern Ontario.
0: Oh, boy. Were you
1: picking this one, too?
0: No, I wasn't. Okay.
1: So this is going to be interesting as a timepiece for our podcast, because who knows what this week is going to be like, but apparently starting Monday... And throughout the week, we're expecting 15 to 25 centimeters of snow. Uh, it's already hit the eastern side, eastern coast, and it's headed this way. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what our, our week will be like. I mean, we're looking out the window now. It's It's cold. Yes. But the roads are dry and... No cloud mm-hmm. in sight.
0: This always seems to happen. We were talking earlier briefly mm-hmm. that we seem to have a, you know, kind of lull where we think winter's over and we yeah. get one last, one last big, huge snowstorm.
1: One last ditch effort.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we've had a really mild winter.
1: Yeah, overall. With
0: not, like overall, not a lot of snow. We have had some big snow days, Yeah. Uh, but it hasn't been... All that much when you think about it over the course of you know four or five months.
1: Yeah, I was actually thinking the other day that I never wore a toque once this mm. whole winter, and I, uh, there was a day it was really cold like a couple of days ago or something. I was like, man, I if only there was something I could put on my head. That oh wait, <laughs> toques. I exist. have I have like three of them at home. I yeah. I don't even even like pulled them out of the box, and we're mm-hmm. into March and it's like mm-hmm. yeah i guess it's it's never been so cold that i was like oh man i could i really need to just put on a toque to go outside but mm-hmm. yeah i guess it has been warmer
0: this is where we see how dedica- dedicated folks are to their research because as mentioned we're doing dissections this week mm-hmm. and it is imperative that these dissections happen in a yeah. timely manner because you can't have some animals that got the treatment for a certain period of time and some animals that got it for an extra 2 weeks Uh, So you kind of need to just, if you get the flu, if there's a giant snowstorm, if there's a power outage, you are there and you are doing this work. Uh, So after I've stressed more than once how everything needs to start on time so that we can finish on time and get everything done that we need to do while my professor is in the lab with us because he has teaching responsibilities and other things. Um, So I really want to see how this is all going to play out it uh, could be a disaster tuesday morning absolutely and i will get my butt out of bed and will give myself tons of extra time and i hope other people do the same and this technically isn't even my project i'm just i just help run things
1: yeah but you always <laughs> make other people's projects your project and that's that's another good sign of a good worker you know and it's like oh it's not just for them. Like you're on the team and you're you're just to, you, you're you feel responsible for it. I do. You make yeah. sure to attend, you make sure to instruct. It's not like you just come in and go, ah, oh, whatever happens, whatever happens. I don't care. <laughs> and that's a personality thing again. I don't think you can change that once you get that. And uh I've noticed that even in myself because uh, you know, once I lost my mentor and friend at work, I was like, well, I guess it's just all going to fall apart here because I'm not going to care anymore. But no, that's not true. I still, I'm still, i still working like crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm working really hard and trying to make it work as opposed to just letting it fall apart.
0: Yes, which you very easily could have done.
1: I can't seem but to.
0: didn't want to. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh. I am telling myself that as I am transitioning out of this lab, I need to start passing some of this responsibility over to other folks. That's a good idea. And letting them make the mistakes or be a bit unorganized so that they learn yeah. how to prepare, which will be very difficult. But I will, you know, block that week off as you could be in the lab for nine hours <laughs> and just kind of let it let it be.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's something I've been doing too over the last couple of weeks of trying to throw more responsibility on on the junior designer Marsha mm-hmm. because I can't, I can't do it all. And there's no. a lot of stuff yeah. that she'll just make mistakes with. And I just sort of accepted that. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that I think that I've given that, maybe that actually was what, what was needed to make them grow. So yeah, I agree. You should do that. You should pass it on, pass mm-hmm. it on to your group and see, maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised.
0: That is true. I could be. You
1: should continue being... (laughs) I know you tease the guy, right? (laughs) Mr. On Time all the time, he says?
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: be like, hey, you actually were on time this week. Yeah, maybe
0: this will be the week where I say, you know what? Good job. Yeah. We pulled this off.
1: But until then, you should (laughs) tease him every day. Give give him hell. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you learn.
0: Yes. Yes. So... We have this big storm. This is also when we're quite thankful that we don't have driveways to shovel or sidewalks to shovel, salt to put down.
1: We're in an apartment building. It can can snow like 40 feet and we'll still be good.
0: It's true. (laughs) Maybe one day we can just hop off our balcony,
1: toboggan out,
0: (laughs) and just uh, head out. And it's always kept extremely warm, tropical even.
1: Oh, yeah. But we can
0: never say that we have been cold in this apartment.
1: That's true yeah maybe one of these years the radiators will break, and then we'll really discover. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah, it's been good. Yes. All right, do you we're at like 45 minutes, so
0: I feel like that is that nice. is the podcast today. Nice. We did I too. had another topic, but I feel like it will start a whole other conversation, All and right. I will save it. So we'll save it for another next time. hmm for sure.
1: Uh, so, I guess we'll go into our closing notes. Yes. If anyone has any comments about millennials? I'd love to hear about it. Um, good or bad. I actually'd like to hear some good. Um, I don't think of myself as an old grandpa who's back in no. my day, I did this, <laughs> those lines. But uh, I know that you have to always catch yourself. You have to catch yourself and make sure you don't do that. So, I'd love to hear some um, opposite opinions to my own challenge me uh send those emails to ordinary at gmail.com
0: yes and we like to thank field processor for our intro and outro music field processor working on some uh, new material these days
1: oh we're always always streaming something new we we're mm-hmm. do our weekly stream had a bunch of new subscribers last friday it was pretty good
0: So this is your Twitch stream that folks can find you on if they happen to like what they hear.
1: Absolutely. Everything's at fieldprocessing.com. Check it out. It's a cool website. Built it myself.
0: Yeah. (laughs) plug for me.
1: (laughs) So until next time.
0: Take one more.
1: For the road.